and welcome to Destination to Excellent podcast. Destination to Excellence is an organization dedicated to building your faith, leading you to your destination to walk in excellence. I'm your host, Alonda Billings. Now, let's jump into the devotion for today and get some juicy nuggets from the word. As we prepare our hearts for uh, prayer this morning, we're praying about our children and our families. And we just say, good morning, Holy Spirit. We say, good morning, Abba, Father. Good morning, Jesus. We thank you for allowing us to see another day, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you that this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, Father. We thank you that you are Jehovah, our provider, Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Nisi, our banner. We thank you that you are Jehovah Sikkimim, the Lord, our justice. We thank you that you are Jehovah Shammah in our lives, the ever-present God. We thank you that you are Jehovah Shalom, the God of our peace. You are Jehovah El Elyon, the God most high. And you are Jehovah El Shaddai, the God that is more than enough. We thank you and we praise you, Lord, that you you just you do everything for us, Father God. You bless us over and above more than we can even ask or think, Lord. And we thank you for that. We thank you that we are conquerors in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you that whatever we put our hands to prospers and has good success. We thank you, Father, that even when we don't understand that you keep us at peace, you allow us to just be still and know that you are God in every situation that we encounter. We thank you for using us, Lord God, for letting us be that light that shines for our families, Lord, and to our children. We thank you, Father God, that you continue to increase our faith and our love for our families and for your word. Give us the willingness, Father God, and the heart to continue to stand in the gap, Lord God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, that you reign. Our God reigns over this whole earth, Lord God, and in the heavens above and in the earth beneath. We thank you that great is the peace of our children and their composure is undisturbed, Lord God. I thank you, Father, that you... Continue to help us to trust you with the plans and purposes of the lives of our children, Lord God. Mm-hmm. Help us to see that you started a good work in them and that you will see it through. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for keeping us steadfast, unmovable, and unchanged when it comes to your word and your promises for our children, Lord. Yes, we thank God. you for that salvation this morning, Lord God. We thank you that every person will bow in our family and our children will bow their knee and they will proclaim that you are God. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. In their lives. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Mm. We thank you that you have gone before us to prepare a place for us, Lord, so that we can come and be there with you, Lord God. We praise you. We put on our armor this morning, Father God. We put on our helmet of salvation. We put on our breastplate of righteousness. We put on our uh, our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Our loins are girt about with truth. 
with your truth, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We just thank you, Father. We praise you that we have our sword that is our protection, Lord. And that, that's what's going to pierce all of those areas and those places that we need to just dig down into, Lord God. We thank you for breaking strongholds, Lord. Yes. We thank you for that there is no disease, Father God, no disease in any of our children and our family mm. members, Lord God. Hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. You are the healer, yeah. Lord. You keep yeah. us. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. We praise you for that, Lord God. Yeah. We thank you for all the victory over sickness and, and our health is just the way you intended for us to be, the way you created mm. us. Yes. Thank you for sending laborers across the paths of our children and our loved ones. Lord yes. God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Well, you said that the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. And well, I just thank you for those laborers, those that are abroad, Father God, that's ministering to other people yes. and turning their hearts towards God. Keep mm. us sensitive, Lord, to your precious Holy Spirit during these times, Lord God, so that we stay close and we stay pressing in, Lord God, so we can hear your voice. We thank you, Lord, that we won't be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Hallelujah. Help us to not be down with the cares of this world, Lord God. Help us to trust you. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. We glorify your name, Lord. You are so worthy, so worthy of all our praise this morning. And we just thank you, Lord, for having this opportunity to... Uh, Come together, Lord God, and study your word, Lord. We thank you for everything that we glean. The enemy cannot snatch it away. And we thank you that we pass that on to the next generation, Lord, yes. and the next generation. Yes. And we praise you for that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. You thank be glorified. You get all the praise and all the glory. All the praise and glory, God. Amen. 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 So, church, I just thank God that where two or three are gathered is a place of power. Yes. And, yes. You know, we have yes. that assurance that when we pray, God does hear and he answers. Yes. And that, yes. You know, it's just nothing like that coming together in that corporate prayer and just getting stuff done in the spiritual realm. And I yes. love that. Yes. Yes. God is good. Yes, he is. So this morning, we are on day two. That's where we're going to start. And uh, we're going to start with question number three, 3A. So we're going to read Matthew. I'll read Matthew chapter three, one through four. And it says, John the Baptist is talking about John the Baptist preparing the way. Mm -hmm. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locust and wild honey. Man. So, 
first question in three A. Um, was a little a little deep, and we're gonna do some comparison of these scriptures. So, if someone would agree to give Malachi chapter four, verse five and six, and read okay. that for I'll give Malachi. Okay, and if someone could get Luke one seventeen. Yeah, I got Luke. Okay, Second Kings one eight. Somebody want to get second? Yeah, I'll get that one if nobody else is going to get it. I'll get two. Okay. And then it's Mark 1, 6. I can do that one. And then Matthew 17, 9 through 13. I'll get it. Okay. So, Stephanie, you really ready with Balakai 4, 5, 6? Yeah, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Okay. It says, um, look, I am sending you the prophet Elijah before the, before the great and dreadful day of the Lord arrives. He's, his preaching will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with a curse. Mm. And then in Luke... One in 17, it says, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready the people prepared for the Lord. Amen. And Second Kings 1 and 8. Okay, 2 Kings 1 and 8, it says, they replied, uh, he was a hairy man, or he was wearing clothing made of hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. Elijah the Tishbite, Tishbite the king exclaimed, mm-hmm. okay. And uh, Mark 1, 6 says, uh, John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. In Matthew 17, 9-13, it says, As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus instructed them, Don't tell anybody what you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The disciples asked him, why then do the teachers of the law say that Elijah must come first? Jesus replied, to be sure, Elijah comes and will restore all things. But I tell you, Elijah has already come and they did not recognize him, but have done to him everything they wished. In the same way, the son of man is coming to suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood that he was talking about them, about them, about John the Baptist, talking to them about John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. So then our question says, well, um, what we were supposed to do was note the words in these verses that stand out about John and fulfill Malachi's prophecy. So, over and over, it seemed like it kept saying that John the Baptist 
would be turning the hearts. He would come and he would turn the hearts of the parents back to their children and the hearts of the children back to their parents. And they talked about his appearance, that he wore uh, his clothes made from camel skin or camel's hair. And he wore a leather belt around his waist and that he ate the locusts and the wild honey. Mm-hmm. Anybody else pick out anything different? Um, I hear that about the description of um, of John and Elijah and the comparison of how the two of them were, just like mm-hmm. you did. But um, the whole theme, especially the part that you read, um, mm-hmm. pointed to me heavy on repentance. He's going to point them. He's going to direct them to do this. Mm-hmm. So um, it was heavy on repentance. And like mm-hmm. said, and then what Elijah and um, John both wore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were speaking about repentance before the Savior came. Mm-hmm. And I also put it. It kept talking about him preparing the way, preparing the mm-hmm. way. Right. Which kind of leads us then to the next question. Did anybody have anything else about three um, A? Okay, then 3B says, in what way did John the Baptist, excuse me, fulfill the prophecy from Isaiah? So see Isaiah 40, verse 1 through 5, and it says that it we're talking about comfort for God's people. Comfort, comfort my people, says our God, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain. The glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. That was um, the NIV. Mm-hmm. So the question says, in what way did John the Baptist fulfill prophecy from Isaiah? <laughs> in every way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was, he was yeah. chosen. He was sent by the Lord to come and prepare the way. Um, and, it, you know, I, the Bible has a way of saying things. But, you know, it says, you know, he's supposed to be making a way in the desert and realizing that they're not talking about a real desert. They're talking about the desert of our hearts, the the dryness of our, our spirits and and realizing that. John the Baptist did just that, but he did it in a way that wasn't common, that right. it wasn't something we were looking for. But he literally, the the crooked places were, he exposed them. Yeah. He exposed the hearts of men. And so it was like, it was like <laughs> John the Baptist literally shut people's mouths up. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. You know, like he spoke and they shut up. 
Exactly. That when he spoke, yeah. they knew, you know, he might act a little special, but it's something about come what's coming out of his mouth that makes people stop and listen. Yeah. Cause it was like cause they, they and what got me is that the when he spoke especially when he spoke to the Sadducees and Pharisees hmm. and he called them vipers. Okay, your vipers, uh, your your pit of vipers. Yeah, why that they should have you know, and the way he dressed and everything, they knew the old, they knew what the writing said. If anybody else didn't know, they should have seen all the signs, like we talked about last week. Pointing to the Messiah coming, if they would have paid attention, but they weren't. They were looking, They weren't paying attention. They did not want to see because somebody was pointing, um, pointing at them and holding a mirror up to their face, mm -hmm. and they didn't like what they saw. And they didn't like it. Mm -hmm. and, and you know the the other thing too, as people, um, we tend not to listen to people or you know really pay attention to them if they're not dressed a certain way. There you go. If, they don't have there you go you know they don't mean? look a certain they, way we have a tendency to ignore them right to ignore them and that's why it had said in the other scripture we read he came he already came but they didn't yeah. recognize because they yeah. wasn't looking for him to be a lowly looking man and dressed in camel hair with just a leather belt around his waist you know living yeah. out there in, in the in the desert in the country just even while honey and locust, you know? Yeah. He didn't really associate himself with the people, so they didn't give what he was saying a whole lot of credence. But they should have. That's what I'm saying. They knew the word. They knew that's what the Elijah was like, and the Bible said he was going to be. But they did mm -hmm. not want him to do But you know what, Stephanie? I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I realize now you know, as God opens my eyes, that I've missed things in my life. You, you yeah. miss it. You, you, when you are yeah. into yourself, when you don't have a heart for God, you will miss, you miss it. it. You do miss mm -hmm. it, and it's mm -hmm. easy to miss it. Yeah, and then, um, and then when you do see it, you're like, oh, when, where have I been? Exactly. Where have I? But I also mm -hmm. think John understood who he was. Oh, yeah. Because oftentimes what happens yeah. is we get swayed by other people's opinions of, our, of us, or what they mm -hmm. say or what they don't say. He knew who he was, and he never moved in the position of who he knew. Exactly. John so a lot, and I think that's what gave him the power, because he stood strong in that. He never said, no, I'm not going to fight you. I know my role. Mm -hmm. Who he was. And he knew what his purpose was. He knew his calling. He understood his position. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did. He did. He did what he was supposed to do. But the fact that yeah. the other knew what was coming, but because, like we said, they were pointing back at them, and we see we've done it too. Especially, you know, and we don't do it as much now because the Holy Spirit guides us. That's the that's the difference mm -hmm. when God is speaking. Because the Holy Spirit guides us to truth. And if we don't see it when he give it to us the first time, he's going to come back around. Right. And then we'll start. People, we'll people claiming yeah. the coming of the Lord. Yeah. So why do you suppose they say he comforted the people when he spoke, you know, to God's people? 
I think I, it is because the people are looking for something that those prophets, that the fairest, like I think Alanda said it earlier, how people point at, look, look what they wear, look what they, they're holy, and how the Pharisees and Sadducees look down on the people instead of comforting the people and telling them, repent. You're fine. Just come back. Repent you, 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 of your sins. You know, one's going to come. So John no. gave that hope. When all the Sadducees and Pharisees, the religious leaders, all they did was give them a false hope and a, and a scorn and look down on them. Because all so they want is our money. Right. In, in uh, chapter Isaiah 40, um, verse number two says, Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her mm-hmm. sin has been paid for, and that she has received from the Lord's hand, double for all her sins. Do you think that mm-hmm. was comforting for the people? And why? Yeah, I think it was. And that was Isaiah 40. Because I'm going to read it from the contemporary English, if you don't mind. Um, Go ahead. Verse 2. Isaiah 40. Okay, my Bible just want to flip. Okay. Isaiah 40, verse 2. And from the contemporary English version, it reads, um, Speak kindly to is Jerusalem and announce, Your slavery is past. Your punishment is over. I, the Lord, made you pay double for your sins. Hmm. So everything they had, you know, gone through, with, and just think about all those years of hearing not, there was not another prophet. There was nobody came, really, for what over I think three hundred or more years. Nobody's voice was heard until Jesus, and John the Baptist, and Jesus. So, don't worry. There is hope. So, repent. You know. So, I think that that's God telling say that, huh? Yeah. 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 Um, my Bible has a footnote that says um, Judah should trust in God in spite of the Assyrian invasion. So they had been captive, like Stephanie said, by the Assyrians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get their trust back. Yeah. Yeah. And now like, he uses that now in comparison to what we're talking about now with Jesus. Because he's the one who's going to deliver them from their sins and from slavery of sin. Okay, that sounds good. Anybody else have any other comments for that question? Um, another thing, um, John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Spirit um, yep. as a child. So he came and, you know how we... At, at one time, we used to have, to have a perception nobody was filled with the Holy Spirit until um, Jesus. it came after Jesus had died. But because uh, a lot of us missed that. But that was the reason why he walked a different walk than most other people that spoke the word and told the word. And that's why he was able to draw people the way he was, because he was like more of a forerunner of the Spirit of God um, on the earth, speaking the Word of God before Jesus came. Hmm. 
said that it seems like God always sends someone or something that Mm -hmm. prepares the way for his ultimate purpose, which is to deliver good news to, you know, provide that hope, provide that, that taking care of them or whatever it may be. He, he always prepares the way first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I had um, that my God is precise and detailed, not leaving anything to chance. Um, we may not see the correlation just like the disciples did not until it was pointed out to them in um, Matthew 17. And But God always gives an old to support the new. That he always connects the t- and ties up anything we may consider a loose end because he is a God who always fulfills his words. Right. Just keep living. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my mom used to say that all the time. Just keep on living. Keep on living. (laughs) And I'm like, and I said, and when my grandma said it, my mean grandma, I said, okay, old lady. <laughs> and now I'm that old lady. <laughs> now you keep telling your kids the same thing. Okay, y'all want to listen? Okay. Just keep uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anybody? I have, I have God will make known what He wants to do and confirms it with believers who hear Him. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like that. Confirms it to believers who believe in Him. Anybody else want to share on that question? What do you learn from the way God prepares events and circumstances to carry out his will? So I think that a lot of times um, we don't see ourselves as as important as we should be because the will of God in our life, this is an example of the will of God in John the Baptist's life. The will of God in our life, mm-hmm. he's going to carry out what he said to us and, and it's going to be performed. Even if, even if we are in our 60s, even mm-hmm. if the promise Don't was made when we were in our 20s. Mm-hmm. That's why we're still here. Mm-hmm. To, to carry out what God has, has put us upon the earth to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we don't look at it. You know, we 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 say we're doing God's will and we're gonna do God's will, but every day when we're doing what we're doing, going upon our lives, as we're seeking God, 
even though we might go off to the left or to the right or, you know, feel like sometimes we're not, we're still in the purpose of God. Why? Because we're seeking him. Mm-hmm. That's the way. Mm-hmm. 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 We're mm-hmm. going to perform the will of God while we're here. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we need to have that assurance. That's what we're doing so we don't get downhearted, mm-hmm. you know, if, mm-hmm. you know, as mm-hmm. we're pursuing. Or get weary in our well-doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I agree with that. Anybody else? All right, then. We'll move on to uh, number five. 5A says, how have the uh, certain... No, we did that one, huh? No. We didn't. No. How have the circumstances and events of your life prepared you to serve God? And I said that I believe that God used my grandmother in my early years because she was, you know, first one was taking us to church, you know, making sure we were there. And then my mother in my middle years, after she, you know, started her walk and stuff with Christ and uh, seeing how. He's brought me through different circumstances in my life and prepared my heart to continue to serve him and to teach my children to serve him, to, you know, ensure that the next generation has the same, um, you know, opportunity to, to have a God's love and to know about God and to know how to live godly and holy in the servo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I put. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay, I just put for each circumstance. The uh, circumstance and trial has drawn me closer to Him and away from my own self-reliance. Um, he always comes through, even when I don't get it. Just like when the disciples didn't get it, He still comes through. <laughs> He was mm-hmm. already there waiting for me and has made everything to work and has made everything to work out for my good. This mm-hmm. makes me want to show others how he can do the same thing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a. Wow, that was powerful. We're so happy you decided to tune in today to Destination to Excellent podcast, where we build faith, discover our destination, and walk in excellence. Until next time, go and be great on purpose.